are listening to the Calvary Church Podcast, where each episode features a life-transforming message that was previously recorded in one of our services. And now, let's join a service that's already in progress. But I want us to turn our attention to Luke chapter 11, verse 28. Luke chapter 11, verse 28 says, But he said, Blessed, rather, are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Who hear the word of God and keep it. I want us to pray today over this message that God would speak to you and that you would keep this word. Whatever he has to say to you in this moment, that we would be obedient and listen to the voice of God. In Jesus' name, I pray, Lord, that you would anoint my lips, anoint my voice today, God. Give me confidence in your spirit, Lord, to speak what you have laid on my heart for our church in this time. I pray, God, that people's lives will be changed and challenged and moved towards you, God, that we would heed to your voice, God, we would heed to your word, and that we would be changed by it. In Jesus' name, Lord, let your word go without void, Lord. Let it fall on good soil today, God. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Have you ever had an awkward moment? You can just raise your hand, right? Two hands, three hands. Have you ever had a moment where you felt gross and you just felt like you, you wanted to crawl into a hole because you felt so bad for, your, for yourself or even others around you? I looked up online the other day uh, some awkward moments that typically people deal with. And uh, if this happens to apply to you, why don't you turn to your neighbor and say, yeah, that's me. One said that when you say goodbye to somebody, but you continue to walk in the same direction as them, right, and you're still walking beside them. Or another one said when you wave back at somebody, but they weren't waving at you to start with, right? Has anybody happened to anybody? Yeah. All right, we, I know this happened to everybody. Where you push the door where it says pull, right, or push, pull, vice versa. Or how about calling somebody by the wrong name? Is that anybody? Yeah? Does that happen to somebody? Here's, here's one that happened to me actually last week in a um, staff meeting. It's pretty embarrassing. It says, when your stomach growls really loud, right? And it's quiet and all you can hear is that. Or, or if you sneeze in public and everybody's looking at you. Uh, here, here's one that kind of applies to the younger generation and maybe the older as well. When you're looking at someone's old pictures or posts on Instagram or Facebook and you happen to accidentally like that thing and you know that they saw it, stalker status maybe, regardless of who you are, you will have awkward moments in life. One of the most awkward moments we all deal with from time to time is this. That is what you call awkward silence. (laughs) See, silence, especially in today's day and age, makes people so uncomfortable. We have grown so accustomed to the noise in our lives 
and, and, and the awkwardness that it builds up that we, we try our best to fill that noise or that awkward silence. If, if we're riding in the car or driving, we do everything we can to avoid there being that dreadful moment of silence. We blast the radio, we put on headphones, we play YouTube videos, or even take pictures or film ourselves in the car. If we're in a conversation with someone and there just happens to be a glimpse of silence, we fill that, that void with the, the, the general statements we all use, like, how about that weather? Or did you watch that game? We are so consumed with noise. See, my home has gotten a lot louder over the last year, having a one-year-old now. But it didn't stop Amber and I from running to the store and purchasing what they call a sound machine. A sound machine that plays white noise or rain or different settings. And uh, it's, it's getting more and more difficult to find time of peace and quiet. It's actually, it's actually somewhat difficult to find it even when you're in your own home. You might hear an ambulance outside or you might hear one of your children or a sibling playing video games or watching a movie or, or you might hear the neighbor outside mowing the lawn or, or someone in the home is playing music, right? There's, there's never that glimpse or that, or that whole moment of silence that we get away one article I read said that it's almost impossible in an urban city during daylight hours to find 15 minutes of, of without human-made noise. Noise and distractions in life are constantly fighting over our time. And I believe it has affected our own listening abilities. So today I want to challenge you with the thought, tune out the noise. Tune out the noise. See, hearing is so important and crucial to making a relationship work. We are built in, uh, into a need and a want to be heard. We, we pay, uh, we, by paying attention and being heard communicates things like worth. It communicates things like value, love, and respect. If you weren't pouring your heart out to a friend or a loved one and you found out that they weren't listening to you, you would feel upset, you would feel hurt, you would feel like they don't care about what you have to say. See, listening is so important, and yet it's growing more and more difficult to do with all the noise and distractions in this life. I heard a preacher say once that if the devil's not able to get you to sin, if he's not able to tempt you into sin, he will do his best to keep you distant from the God by keeping you busy or distracted and unable to hear the voice of the Lord. It worries me as a youth pastor and as a Christian. I have a godly fear that we are so flooded with distractions and unnecessary noise that we have missed out on opportunities to truly listen to what God is trying to say in our lives. See, all of us deal with noise of insecurity, noise of stress and anxiety and, and fear. But in the midst of that noise, God is still reaching 
God is still loving. God is still trying to speak to you. But are you listening? See, there are many scriptures found in the Bible about hearing or listening. And I want to name a few. Proverbs 18, 15 says, give us wise ears to hear. Matthew eleven fifteen 15 says, those who have ears, let him hear. Mark 4, 24 says, pay attention to what you, eat, what you hear. With the measure you use, it will be measured unto you. Matthew 7, 26 tells us to hear not in vain. Romans 10, 17 says, for faith cometh by hearing and hearing from the word of the Lord. Luke eleven twenty eight says, give us ears to hear and a heart to obey. The Bible talks about hearing the sound of abundance of rain. Or the apostle Paul was blinded so that he can hear the sound from heaven. Or the day of Pentecost was validated with a sound. See, God is continually speaking into our lives. But are we hearing what he's trying to say? I believe that there are three predominant ways that God is trying to speak to us. I believe he's trying to speak to us through his word. Every time you pick up his holy word, this is God's voice written down so that we may be able to, may be able to hear his word. Scripture says that uh, all scripture is breathed out by God. Amen. I believe another way God tries to speak to us, he tries to speak to us individually in prayer or even circumstances that we go through. And finally, one of the most common ways that God tries to speak to us, he tries to speak to us from the voice of our pastor. As the voice that God has chose to speak into our lives at this moment to be our shepherd, amen? Are you thankful for your pastor? When I think about all the incredible men and women in our Bible and how they were so much larger than life, it wasn't that they were any different than you or I. They had to deal with noise just like anyone else. But when the opportunity came and they heard the voice of God, they listened to what God said and they were obedient to his word. See, Abraham was a great example of this. He was known as a father of the faithful, but he had no special talents or no special uh, wealth or anything incredible about him. But what made Abraham special was that God did not have to rain down uh, fire from heaven and to say, do I have your attention now? He didn't have to uh, send a loud thundering noise and say, can you hear me? Abraham was sensitive enough just to hear the voice of God when he, God spoke to him. And when God said to Abraham in Genesis 12, 1, he says, Go, Abraham, from your country and your kindred and your father's house to a land that I will show you. And what did Abraham do? He listened and obeyed and he went. I wonder how many pages, how many chapters, how many books do you think there could be written about all the people, all the people that God tried to reach out to and he tried to speak to, but he did not listen because they were too busy with life or they were too busy with their jobs or too busy with their friends and frivolous things because they were too busy filling that noise. 
and giving that the attention. But God comes to Abraham on a normal day. He comes to him and says, arise and go. And Abraham tunes out the noise and listens and obeys God. And see, and here's what God says to that. He says, because of that, I'm going to bless you, Abraham. I'm going to bless you in the city. I'm going to bless you in the field. I'm going to bless those who bless you, and I'm going to curse those who curse you. And I will make you a father of many nations and make your name great because you listened and obeyed me. I want to remind some of you today that God doesn't need perfect people. He doesn't need you to get your life perfect. He doesn't need you to have all the special talent or have much wealth or, or have uh, to reach a certain age or certain status. He is no respecter of persons. But God is looking for someone who is willing to tune out the noise and distractions. Someone who is just willing to listen to the voice of the Lord and obey it. Turn to your neighbor and say, listen. First Samuel chapter 3 describes the story of Samuel. It starts with his mother Hannah who was barren and she wanted a child. And Hannah prayed fervently that God would uh, grant Hannah's request and he blessed her with the child and Samuel. So in return, Hannah kept her word and dedicated Samuel to the Lord. And around the age of four, Samuel was brought to the temple to serve under the priest named Eli. And to paraphrase at this time, uh, Eli uh, was the high priest and he had two sons. And these two sons, uh, who I like to call dumb and dumber. <laughs> these two sons were not living right. These two sons were not being obedient to the voice of God. They had no regard for the voice of the Lord and their, and their life. And they ended up losing the Ark of the Covenant. They were known as scoundrels and known for, uh, had no regard for the Lord. And, and they were with women they should not have been with. And, and they, they have been uh, offered bad sacrifices to the Lord and treated the Lord's offering with content, is what the Bible says. So we find out that Eli is warned by the man of God. And he is told about his son's behavior. And Eli decides not to take ownership and follow completely through with what he should have done. And in this, Eli shows that he has selective hearing. See, growing up as a young child, we would drive my mom nuts. We would drive her crazy. We were terrible children. <laughs> and from time to time, my mom would yell down one of our names. And the reason she would yell down one of our names is because she wanted us to uh, turn on the dryer, turn on the oven, or come upstairs and clean our room or do something, right? And for some reason, me and my brothers, when she would yell down a name, we would turn up the volume and act like we did not hear her. 
I don't know where we got that from, but I want to blame my older brothers for that. So my mom would grow accustomed to just yelling at us all the time because she was trying to rise above the noise that we created. But it wasn't that we couldn't hear her. It wasn't that we didn't know she was calling our name. But it was this, this, it was this thing that we do from time to time. It is picking and choosing what we wanted to hear it is selective hearing. Eli had a problem with selective hearing. He listened to what God was saying to him, but he was choosing to hear what he wanted to hear. Do I have any parents that want to say amen? Amen. So in 1 Samuel chapter 3, we find out that a young Samuel is being called from the Lord, and it says that he was asleep one night, and in verse 4, the Lord came to Samuel, and he said, here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, here I am, for you have called me. But he said, I did not call you. Lie down again. So he went and lay down. And this happens two more times. And on the third time, Eli responds and says to Samuel, Samuel, that is the Lord. And I believe at that moment, both Samuel and Eli had a realization. Eli found out that he had drifted so far away from the voice of the Lord that he could no longer hear it. And Samuel learned that Eli was unable to hear the voice of the Lord due to his selective hearing. And Eli says to Samuel, Samuel, that is the Lord. If he calls again, tell him, speak, Lord, your servant heareth. And in verse 10, we find the Lord came and stood and calling as other times, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, speak, for your servant hears. See, God then gave him a message of judgment to Samuel that he was supposed to relay to Eli. And the following day, Samuel responds out of obedience and faith to God's voice, stepping out of his comfort zone and telling Eli everything, even though the message was not good for Eli and his family. See, the life of Samuel was pivotal in Israel's history. He was a prophet that was anointed the first two kings of Israel, and he was considered the greatest judge that Israel ever had. And Samuel was also listed in the Hall of Faith in Hebrews 11. And all of that was because it was not by accident, but it was because Samuel was a man who listened when God spoke, and he responded with obedience to God's command. Samuel rose above the noise and tuned out the distractions in his life and lived a life of faith that was partnered with action. Listen, Calvary, we cannot just hear the voice of the Lord on Sundays and on Wednesdays and not be challenged or changed to move to it towards action. But we must have faith and action and obedience to what God is speaking to us. 
See, Abraham had faith and put his faith into action, and he tuned out the noise and left his home, and he became the father of a great nation. David, he had faith, but he tuned out the noise of the distractions of his brothers, and he went and slew the giant. Gideon had faith, and they put his faith into action and tuned out the noise of the persecutor of the uh, of those who depleted his army and conquered the Midianites. And the disciples, they had faith, and they put their faith into action. Tune out the noise of persecution. Tune out the noise of people telling them to stop, telling them to wait to go and spread the gospel. Listen to me, young person. Listen to me, elder. All it takes is a little bit of faith put into action. And any prayer can be answered. Matthew 17, 20 says, For truly I say to you, if you have faith the size of a grain of a mustard seed, and you put that faith into action, you can speak to that mountain and tell it to move from here to there, and it will move, because nothing is impossible for you. See, if we tune out the noise and distractions of this life, and we put our faith into action and our obedience to the voice of the Lord, anything is possible. Amen? Samuel learned that day as a young man that uh, with his encounter with Eli that if you don't obey the voice of the Lord, you will be lost. And he saw the same thing unfold with King Saul as well. 1 Samuel 15, verse 22, we have Samuel speaking to Saul about his disobedience. He says, has the Lord a great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifice as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, it is better, to obey is better than sacrifice and to listen in the fat of the rams. We know that your sacrifice was to God, Samuel, or Saul. We know that you might have had the right intentions But Saul, you did not obey the voice of the Lord. For rebellion is as a sin of divination, and presumption is as iniquity and idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has rejected you from being king. See, this is nothing new. We find the first sin in the world was rejection to the voice of God. In the beginning when Adam and Eve were created, the Bible says that they were walking with the voice of God. They knew God's voice. They were familiar with his voice. However, they did not listen and obey his voice and they fell to sin and ate of the forbidden fruit. And when God showed up, he said, Adam, where are you? It wasn't a question that he didn't know where Adam was. It's because he knows all things. He, he is our God, right? But he was asking Adam because Adam was caught up in the noise. And he had strayed away from God so much that he had separated himself from the voice of the Lord. See, God was trying to speak into Adam's life. He was trying to give him direction. He was trying to give him guidance. He was trying to show him a path where he could live in paradise. He can live in Eden with the presence of God all the days of his life. 
But instead, Adam and Eve decided to listen to another voice. They decided to listen to the voice that was contradicting the word of God. And they gave their attention to the noise, and because of it, sin had entered the world. And Adam said, I heard your voice, and I was scared. He said, I was afraid. And we know God's voice did not change. It wasn't that God himself had changed. We know that God remains the same yesterday, today, and forever. But it was something within Adam that had changed. It was unresolved sin that caused him to have the spirit of fear and separated himself from the Lord. See, it is unresolved sin that will cause us to be afraid and alone and resentful to the ones who truly have love for us. It will cause us to question things like the church and our leadership and our pastor and even question God ourselves. Unresolved sin will leave us hopeless and disconnected from the purpose that God has for each and every one of our lives. But in the midst of Adam and Eve's sin, in the midst of their failure and downfall, God created a plan of reconciliation, a plan to destroy sin once and for all so that we would have an opportunity to have a relationship with him again. A plan which would wrap himself in the flesh. A plan that would uh, take on all the iniquities of the world. A plan that would take on your failures and your faults and your demise and your sin and take them up to a cross and nail them for, your, for you and I. A plan to have a relationship with you again so that you could hear his voice. See, there is a loving God who wants to continue his relationship with each and every single person in this world, no matter who you are, despite of what you've done in your past, despite your past mistakes. But we must resolve the sin in our lives and tune out the noise of distractions that are trying to get our attention and turn our ears to the voice of the Lord in our lives, if we can all stand. A pivotal point in the Bible was the sound of a rooster. We know the story of Peter, a follower of Jesus, the one who says, I will follow you all the days of my life, the one that says, I will never deny you, but we know that he just denied the Lord three times and acted as if he did not know him. But I want you to close your eyes for a moment. I want you to imagine what the next day was like for Peter. The next day he woke up in the morning, and the first thing that he hears is the rooster's crow. 
I'm sure he was feeling bad. I'm sure he was already regretting letting down his Lord and Savior. But on top of all of that, he walks in the marketplace and he hears the crow again. He hears the noise over and over again. That terrible screeching noise eating at him. Screeching and, and, and singing that you have failed. Reminding him of the bad thing that he had done again and again and again. How many of us can relate to Peter? We're trying to live right. We're, we're trying to be good people. We're trying to live our lives being a light in our school and being a light in our family and in our workplaces. But we fail. We mess up. Things happen. And the devil, it doesn't take him long for the devil and even ourselves to to, to speak into our lives and remind us of our downfalls. We try to, re, to lift up our hands, but we're reminded of our sins. We, we, we try to go into the prayer room, but we're reminded that we're unworthy. We, we feel the nudge of God to go to the altar, but we hear the noise telling us that they will judge you. But today, I want to remind you and let you know that no matter what happens... That rooster is going to crow. No matter how far we mess up, no matter how far we may go, the rooster is going to continue to screech. It's going to continue to be loud. But in the midst of that noise, in the midst of all that unbearing, unbearable sin that we have lingering over our lives, there is a God who is reaching. There is a God who is speaking to you today. There is a God who wants to show you mercy. He wants to show you love. We just have to tune out the noise and tune our ears to the voice of God. See, the journey will not be easy. You will face ups and downs, but don't stop seeking after the voice of the Lord. Don't stop seeking after his love. Don't stop seeking after his will. Even though you mess up, even though you have faults, even though you have a past and, and you know that you are unworthy, don't stop seeking because God will never stop reaching and seeking after you. Elijah was a man in the midst of distress, hiding in a cave, and he needed God to help him. So Elijah call, call, was called to go stand before the Lord to speak to God. And as he was in the cave, a mighty windstorm hit the mountain. And it broke the rocks, but yet God was not in the wind. And after the wind, there was an earthquake, but again, God was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, there was a fire, but again, God was not in the fire. But finally, there was a gentle whisper, a gentle whisper. And when Elijah heard it, he knew, he knew, and he came out of the cave because he knew it was the voice of the Lord. See, God's voice is not always the loudest. 
It is not always going to be the most heard, but it is oftentimes found by those who diligently seek it. Futures are altered when we are sensitive to the voice of God. Destinies are changed when we are sensitive to the voice of God. Families can be restored when we're sensitive to the voice of God. And your life can be transformed if you're sensitive to his voice. Today, if you're wanting to hear the voice of the Lord, the first step you have to make is a step of repentance. It's a step of understanding that I'm not perfect and you're not perfect and no one is perfect. That we all fall short, but in order for God to have a voice in our lives, all we must do is simply ask God to forgive us and wash away our sins and turn away from the thing that is keeping you from him. And the next step is to diligently seek after God. Hebrews tells us God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. If you're looking for direction today, God's voice is here. If you're looking for God to speak into your family today, the voice of God is here. If you have a situation or a need and you need God to bring you through it, the voice of God is here. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. Wherever you find yourself today, God wants to have a relationship with you. But before I invite you to the altar, I want us to pray. I want us to close our eyes and lift up our heads and truly think and speak to the Lord. Lord, I am thankful for all that you've done for me despite my circumstances. I am thankful for you having your hand upon my life. Lord, I'm sorry I have not listened to you as much as I should have. I'm sorry that I let the noise of this world take control of my life. But I pray today, I pray today that somebody's life would be changed or altered by your voice. I pray that we would be sensitive to hear what you have to say. That no matter what's going on around us, no matter what we're doing the rest of this afternoon, but that we would give you the time that you deserve. I pray in Jesus' name that you would change someone's life today, God. That we would heed your voice, God. That we would heed to your word and be challenged and changed by it. I pray that our lives, Lord God, will be a representation of you. That it would be a representation of what you want to accomplish in our lives. To not let our purpose, our own doing, step in the way of your voice, God. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. God is calling some of you today. Are you listening? Are you listening to the voice that God is trying to speak to you right now? This altar is open. If you feel a tug on your heart to step forward, if you feel the faith rising up in you that anything is possible, I ask that you would step forward right now to not wait, to not listen to what your voice may say, to not listen to what the distractions may say or the noise may say, but listen to the voice of God and be obedient to his word and to receive what God has in store for you. This podcast was brought to you by the Calvary Church in Cincinnati, Ohio. For more information about the Calvary Church, please visit our website at www.thecalvarychurch.com. 
consider joining us for a service where you will find friendly people, high-energy music, and life-transforming preaching and teaching from a biblical worldview. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or on our website at www.thecalvarychurch.com. Until next time, thanks for listening.